Mark the Shark. Uh, Tomas, how are we? Yeah, good, good. Excellente, excellente. Right, here we are then, another another episode on our podcast. Another I think we need to uh, I think we need to cover uh something first though. Oh, are you talking about the spies? Yeah, there's Tom, have you been taken by a spy? Was everything all right? Tom? We still there? Tom, Tom, I thought you got taken by one of the spies. <laughs> yeah, probably because I'm about to mention them. Um, well, we're going to have to do this in secret then, but yeah. It's Go on, mate. It's the BBC, isn't it? So we've got, we've got Shh, about what? Why did you name them? Why did you name them? Sorry. Sorry. Go on. Well, the thing is, Tell them. about 30... Uh, loyal listeners, haven't we? Yeah, Some yeah, people... we've got, got good family and friends there, haven't we? Yeah, um, but the the ideas that we come up with keep on just popping up every every now and then, and it seems to be in BBC platforms. So on Saturday, um, you had match of the day doing a special, and it was. Uh... What was it? It was something like um, best players outside the top six. Top six. Yeah. It's the sort of thing that we, we would go with. I mean, it, that was sort of on the cards for some point, but that's out the window now. We, we can't do it. We can't do it because there's someone has seen our, our list of what we were doing and then given it to the BBC. Yeah. yeah I don't know. It's, yeah. So, so something's been leaked somewhere. Um, the other one was. This one was creepy, actually, because um, if anyone listened to, I think it was underrated players a few weeks ago, I made a shit joke about Dion Dublin, about Dublin and Dublin. It's been done before. I haven't heard it for a few years, that shit joke. But I was listening to the Peter Crouch podcast the other day. Obviously, still BBC. It's done with Five Live or whatever. And I can't remember what one, if it was Stark or Four Dice, but they made pretty much the same shit joke about Dublin and Dublin. Which... They can't They can't come up with their own shit jokes. They're using our shit jokes. I know. It's crazy. So, I, I don't know. What, what can we even do about it? There's nothing we could do about it. Well, what's the one I sent you today, Tom? This is the... Uh, this that, That's a scary one, wasn't it? What was the day's one? Was it talks? No, it was... What was that? It, it was just a... It was a Twitter... It was a Twitter page... Um, I don't think it's one I've seen before, but what was the topic they was talking about? Yeah, that's what, that's what I just asked you, mate. I can't remember what it was. This was... Un, some underrated players. Underrated players, that was it. The top five underrated players. And funnily enough, if, well, as it would do, but that that was a topic we covered. Um, We'd already done it. It's embarrassing for them. It's starting to get a bit embarrassing. And if you're listening... To any editors or producers of the BBC, come up with your own stuff. Do you know what? I'm not even bothered about them coming up with their own stuff. Just give us a cut. Yeah, actually, yeah, but about the money. Give us the money. Just give us a few quid. Give us a few quid. Well, people that earn a few quid is going into this topic, Tom. Yeah, um, maybe they weren't earning what they was worth. So um, do you want to sort of talk about today's topic? No, after you gridded me last time, you can talk about today's topic. Yeah, to be fair, I'm a bit more professional than you with this, so it's probably for the best. Um, today, we're going with um, 
a disappointing eleven, so disappointing signings. So the sort of the criteria for this was players coming in who are maybe big names or they come in with a big price tag or they've paid, played for a big club previously um, and then they've come in and they just haven't done the job, just haven't lived up to it. Um, you said you struggled again with this one, didn't you? Uh, I struggled more and I'll t- I tell you the reasons. You try and find a big money right back or left back that actually didn't perform. Um just the defenders don't really, well, recently, defenders really didn't get that price tag. Um, that were like, oh, he was an act, he was a flop. It was like they weren't paying that sort of money. So, yeah, I struggled there. Further up the field, you get probably the, the better and the bigger money. Um, but yeah, some of these flopped a lot more than, than Honey G. So, let's uh, let's start talking about them, Ton, I think. Well, first off, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing that shit joke on some sort of BBC platform. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like five live. Yeah. Simon Jordan, someone talk sport or something. It just you can hear it now, can't you? Yeah, He's not a bigger flop than Honey G. Well, I, I know what's going to happen. It's going to be hello there, Jim White here on Talk Sport. Next up, we've got special guest Honey G. Yeah, they've actually they fucked it over. They brought her in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, right, so like, like, like you said, this is pretty top-heavy. I mean, I've only got one player for each of the back four positions. And going forward, I've got um, six midfielders and six strikers. So do you think we should start from the top again or should we go traditional? No, let's go to Sambara way of uh, the forwards, centre-mids. Well, although we're going to be... No, yeah, let's, let's start with the fours and centre-mids because I've got six centre-midfielders and about 12, 13 strikers. But there's, oh, wow. there's, well, there's a story behind the strikers and that I want to, want to probably get into. So let's start with the forward line. Right, the forward line. We, we need some sort of... Um, we'll have to work out how to do it or someone to do it for us. But we need some sort of cuts in between, don't we? Like... Uh an intro for when we're going into the forwards and the midfield and the back line. Maybe we should start talking to the, to ITV or something. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, we, we should link up with someone to team up against the BBC, Nick and our ideas anyway. Yes. Yeah. Right. If you're, we're going to start with the forwards. Right. Uh, you, You better start because you've got a lot. So, the, half the reason I struggle with this, Tom, is a lot of the teams now, as everyone knows, play 4-2-3-1. And their striker is just like a, a singular striker who is there to hold the ball up to let the other three attacking mids or other three forwards score goals. Am, am I being incorrect there? Was that just how modern football is now? Yeah, I suppose, I suppose it is. But, I mean, looking at my list here, I mean, these are all fairly recent players. I mean, the oldest signing I've got is from 2006, I think, maybe 2007. And um, they they are all out-and-out strikers. But you're right that I'm looking at these now and a lot of them have played up top on their own. So, So, this is what I was looking at. I was like, surely for me, the biggest flop is if they've gone on as a two up top. Yeah. Do you see? What, do you see what I mean? Like, 
they should have done more. They should have been. There should have been more goals. There should have been more goals produced, rather than because that's what I've done. I haven't gone and actually the the forwards in behind the striker. So let let me start. So Andy Carroll was brought to Liverpool for thirty five million pound, a young British striker. Yeah, yeah. He scored eleven goals in fifty eight games. It's crazy, isn't it? Like eleven. But what was he actually used for? What was he there for? Was he there to hold the ball up, be a strong target man? I don't know how many you know crosses were delivered into the box that he was missing to be considered a flop. And it's just sort of the same as Ben Teke. He was he come for thirty two and a half mil to Liverpool, big name, well, big tag anyway from, from Villa. Forty two games, scores ten goals. Was that that's the season, isn't it? Forty two games, pretty much, yeah. So if your target man was scoring 10 goals a season and your others were doing bits in and around him, would you be like, oh, actually, yeah, he scored 10 goals, but X, Y, Z have scored 40 goals between them? What? I just see the people, because I was just I just hit on them dudes just quickly because they felt like they were flops, they were flops, but did they just do what they were meant to do and their goals didn't come with it? Yeah, I mean... I, th- I think the difference between the two names you threw out there, so you said Carroll and Benteke, obviously they were built up a bit, but I mean, I like my list here are pretty much superstars. Um, and they, they just didn't do, it's not, well, it is, they didn't do what they were supposed to do, but they, they just didn't do what they'd done in the other leagues they played in beforehand. Bearing in mind with these two, they played in that league. Yeah, yeah. Benteke played in Villa. I just, I, just, I was, I was, I say struggling. Struggling's not the right word. It's just like what I ended up doing was looking through the list and being like, even Torres, 172 games, 45 goals, 35 assists. Is that so what, what, yeah? What constitutes a, a flop there? I think yeah. Well, the thing with Torres was, I mean, he. He was no, you could see he was nowhere near the player he was at Liverpool. But I mean, he still contributed, didn't he? Like that Champions League semi-final goal, and like, like you, you just, you just throw the stats out there. He did still score a decent amount of goals, but he, he was just never on the level he was for Liverpool. It's surrounded with players. You've got to feel comfortable surroundings. You've got to like the manager. You've got to like the team. You, you, you're fitting in. And as soon as you fit in and click, it, it obviously works. But yeah, it didn't work out the goal ratio that probably was showing at Liverpool. And yeah, I just, I just, I, Benteke, Carol Torres for me, I, I sort of didn't include him in, my, in this, this forward line on me, Tom. But what I do want to find out there, and you, you're probably right. Probably written him sorry down in, in yours is is Sanchez for United. Oh, I haven't uh, actually written him down, but he might be a shout as well. Because I've I've had him down. I've sort of penciled him in actually. Because forty five games, five goals, nine assists is a terrible for any United player in my eyes. They big themselves up to be the biggest club in the world, and they should be doing this, doing that. That is terrible, is it not? Yeah, I mean it's it's a similar thing to to Torres. It's not. He weren't great uh, um, at United. He weren't the worst striker they've ever signed. But, I mean, compared to what he was at Arsenal, I mean, you're always going to be compared to what you've done elsewhere. I mean, at Arsenal, he's he's probably the best forward that they've had 
in that in the Emirates era, I reckon. Maybe maybe since Van Persie, but he was just he was ridiculous. Like he was winning games on his own, and the wonder he got fed up at Arsenal in the end because he, he was pretty much carrying that team. And it was strange. He's going into Man U, and maybe there was better players around him, but uh, I don't know. He just he didn't do it, did he? Well, that's what I I think's happened to him. Is I, I don't have to give that extra little bit because I don't have to win them games on my own. Uh, I've gone to United and there is some some class around it. I can relax a little bit and maybe he's relaxed too much. And also, just just going through this today, there's not many that I haven't gone in the top six sides. Oh, really? Uh, I haven't gone out because, yeah, I just, for me, that, that sort of flop was going to the big club and not actually doing it. So yeah. that's enough of me waffling for a bit with just them for you. But what else have you got down? Um, right. So I'll give you my outside names first before I give you the three, um, my three sort of ones that I had nailed on. Um, again, we've spoken about Torres. Um, like you said, I think it would be maybe harsh to put him in there because he did contribute and he did play a big part. Um Another name that I've got down, again, it might be harsh because he, he was good at his time there, but as an, I'm going to say it, get the alarm ready, as an Arsenal fan, um, I found Podolski a bit disappointing, but not for reasons that were his fault. So he came in, he's got one of the best left foots in Europe and he, he was another player, he, he was always a bit better sort of on the international stage than than he was uh, at club level, but still coming in, really good player. I was really excited to see him play. And Giroud came in at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. And Podolski just got sort of shifted out wide. I know he did play out on the left quite quite a lot for his other clubs, um, but this is when Arsenal were... Like, like you said, there was only room for one striker. And I, I thought Podolski would have been so more, so much more effective in the centre. I think he would have scored a lot more goals and he didn't get the goals that he should have scored. I thought he was unfairly left out of the team um, at times and I just don't think he got a proper run. But I mean, it did end up being disappointing but he's sort of an outside shout. I think it would be harsh to put him in there. Um, was he around the same time as a Sharvin? Podolsky? No, just after. Just after. Yeah. So, um, I think you're right with that. I think he did get pushed out to the left a hell of a lot. And I think even... I think he even said that he doesn't like playing there. And he was still being played there. He's like, being Giroud and we're like, you're going to go and play centre-back. So I'm not comfortable there. Go on, off you go. Go and play yeah. centre-back for a bit. Yeah, it, it, it was just disappointing because we, we all knew what a good player he was beforehand. Like, he was the first sort of big-name striker coming into Arsenal for, for quite a while. And he didn't cost a great deal of money at the time either. So that was a bit disappointing from a fan's point of view. But he... he did still put in some good performances. He did do a job. Um, it was just a bit unfortunate for him. Um, another player, um, another outside shout for me, is um, Islam Slimani, um, who Leicester signed. So obviously they've just come in off the back of their um, their league winning season, and they was looking to push on, weren't they? So they've got a bit yeah. of money to flash, and they spent big, big money on Slimani. It was between thirty to forty million, I think. You know, Tom, how much do they spend? I can't remember exactly, but I mean, he his goal record abroad was ridiculous. And you're thinking, yeah, he's going to come in, he's going to score. Um, they signed 
uh, Ahmed Musa as well. I think he was playing in Russia before and he scored a fair few goals um, abroad as well. And they just come over and they just they didn't adapt for whatever reason. And I think Slomani might still be a Leicester player, but getting loaned out. And uh, I don't even if he's don't even, don't know if he's even scoring on his loan spells anymore. It's just sort of his goal scoring just fell flat, which is a shame. Um, another outside shout is uh, Gonzalo Higuain. Um, free spell at Chelsea. You've had a very short spell for Higuain. You. This is the thing I always... I think English football, you need to adapt. I said this before, but all the Swedish or Scandinavians coming over could adapt quite quickly into our game. You see Argentines not really adapting that quickly. Do you you think that's a fair comment? No, because, I mean, look at what Aguero done in his first season and look what Tevez done in his first season. (sighs) Again, probably a different type of player. We'll We'll move on with... Because I think there's, a, I think there's a few. I think if you're not going to adapt and you're a bit of pressure's been put on you, I just I don't feel that you're ever going to succeed. Look at Veron. Let's throw Veron in there for, for a moment. Had all the potential to be massive and such a great player, I can can really can really do it when you're coming from from that side from Italy. We'll we'll get on to Veron in a bit. Actually, I'll tell you my three nailed on then, and then we can make a decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them. Uh, Radamel Falcao. Yeah, uh, Falcao's down on my list, mate. I didn't have his stats or anything, but yeah, he he was uh, he was touted, wasn't he? He was going to do massive things, massive things. <laughs> you know, he didn't, didn't do anything. Well, he I didn't think do anything. Before, yeah, beforehand he was averaging almost like a goal a game. Um, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Was that Monaco? Was it Monaco? I mean, he was at Monaco. I think he was at Porto as well before that. Yeah, that's uh, right. I couldn't remember the club he come from, but it, yeah, the the stats are ridiculous. It was a bit exciting when he was coming over. And was, he, was he Chelsea or Man U first? I think he was United first, and then oh mate, in my head it goes United Chelsea, but obviously if someone please tell us it'd be wrong, but. I thought he went to United, and people were like, "Why is he going? Why is he coming back if he's come you know, to, to Chelsea?" But that's the thing, because I mean, first spell, I thought, look, he was on loan, um, so maybe you know, it must be tough knowing that you're not going to come in permanently, and like you sort of the whole decision on them signing you or not is going to be based on how you get on on loan. Um, and then he comes back, and I was thinking at the time, like, do you know what? That might be a good decision. He's had his year; it weren't great, but he's probably he's probably used to it now. And he was even worse, if anything. Yeah, yeah. I think I think people really, I think he realised shit what we've done, what, what we've done. So you you can put a foul cow down there. And I'll, yeah, it's it's true. He was he was crap, wasn't he? Didn't live yeah. up to any bill. Okay, my but, second nailed on uh, out of three. Uh, Shevchenko. Yeah, I was just looking at his stats, Tom, just before we come on, actually. 77 appearances he had for Chelsea and 22 goals. I, I think that's pony because, remember, uh, we keep on... I know it's a Premier League thing that we do, but we always end up mentioning like a sort of early 2000s Milan team just because look at that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it was... It, it was... And you've got to mention him, because I think they played two up top, didn't they? Well, it was him and Drogba, wasn't it? 
Yeah. So this is what I was going back to. So Shevchenko's down there. 77 goals in 22 games, right? <laughs> Why you say that again? 77 games, 22 goals. Yeah, that's more like it. Oh, did I say that my round? I think so. <laughs> With a front two? What are you doing? <laughs> what do you... I've got him down, Tom. I've got Francis Jeffers down with 39 games and eight goals. Sort your life out, bud. Yeah, I don't think Jeffers was ever that sort of player, though. I mean, he he wasn't exactly prolific at Everton, was he? But he, again, a young Englishman. Yeah. And you play a game with someone... Uh, it comes it comes like Arsenal. It becomes apparent that, bloody hell, man. You go into Arsenal, you've got that ability. Show it. I mean, I was at um, I was at Jeffers last ever game for Arsenal, and he actually he got sent off. I think he stamped on um, Mikel Silvestre's face, and that was him done after that. <laughs> and Silvestre's face. Yeah, and said, so, "Well, I mean, that weren't looking too great, before, <laughs> was it?" But I, I've got down here also Soldado. Yeah, not but, bad. Oh. But again, seventy-six games, sixteen goals, eleven assists. It's just not good enough, is it? But I mean, but but it's that central striker role. Like, I don't, I don't know. That's what I mean. Like, someone, someone, please tell us. Like, if that was you're looking for a striker to be a hold up player, are you expecting him to score 20, 25 goals a season, or what are you expecting? Because in my head, I'm like, probably, probably ten. Yeah, I know. I'm just trying to think of their contributions away from that, though. Yeah. Um. Shall I tell you my last nail, Don? Go on. So this is this is a bit different. This one, um, Robinho, um, because he was sort of Man City's first big, big signing, like huge signing. Because I mean, pretty much everyone in Europe was after him, and this is before City had any other big name players. And he obviously chose to go there for the money. I remember his first uh, his first press conference. He said something like, "Yeah, I'm really pleased to be here at Chelsea." Um, yeah, that's right. <laughs> he, he didn't want to be there, did he? You, you could tell. He was buzzing to go to Chelsea. I think. I think everything was sewn up until like the eleventh hour or something, and he ended up going to City. And yeah, that's right. Where he said it, he was like, "I think Chelsea even printed his shirt number." Mm. Was that is that done? And then yeah, he's ended up going to City. He was just there for the dosh, mate. Yeah, I know. So. You'd yeah, be off to the I- you'll be off to the ITV, mate, soon doing podcasts with well, Falcao. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, that they, they, they was my big shout. So I mean, we got a decision to make here. Um, well, hold on, because I'm going to throw three more names into that. One of them, not so much, was David Bellion. I've just written him down at the bottom. We scored eight goals and forty appearances for United. Well done, him. <laughs> um, Di Maria, midfielder, though. <sighs> In that three, it's quite hard, mate. I'll take him. I'll take him into that midfield if you want. Well, I mean, I've I've got him down as one of my midfielders, so I reckon leave Di Maria for now. I would have him down as more of a midfielder. Um, Patrick Cliver. Cliver, yeah. He was I mean, brilliant, he... mate. He was brilliant. It, coming over, the reputation preceded him. It was all going in, and he just had a stinker. Do you know, I mean, we, we've spoken about um, a few players before who just peaked so early, and he really did peak early, didn't he? Yeah, he was so good. I just remember 
remember going to Newcastle, you're like, Jesus Christ, Patrick Cliver, is it Newcastle United? It was crazy, but, wasn't it? It's just that the, I don't think Newcastle seems to think how lucky they were with some of the sign. At least they've had a little bit of like, okay, we've got a good player here. Because you go back and talk about some of them, they're Patrick Cliver. I know, I mean, he was so bad that season, he, he literally, he fucked it off and retired, didn't he? He was only about 28, 29. It's just, it's, it's insane. If, if for me, Tom, Clivert's a nailed on for me because yeah. he was such a big name back then. He's come in and he hasn't even, I don't even think he assisted anyone in Newcastle. He didn't even set anything up for him. He, he done he done nothing, didn't he? <laughs> so my shout's going to be Clivert for sure. Yeah. I, I did say about that. Sanchez. You you mentioned obviously you mentioned Newcastle and he, he gets a mention pretty much every week. But Michael Owen as well, I'm I'm sure he was disappointing for um for Newcastle. I mean he didn't do obviously he wasn't playing around the same caliber of players that he was beforehand. But I don't even think that would have mattered. He was still such a good player. But I, well, again, actually, tell a lie. He he had a great start at Newcastle, didn't he? Then he got injured. Then he got injured again at the World Cup. He came back too soon just to play in the World Cup. And then he was totally finished after that, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's big names going there, fully fit, not doing anything. I think with Michael Owen, he was just... At, at that time, he went at Newcastle, which had ruined him a little bit. But, yeah, he's too injured, mate. He's too injured to, to make this list for me. Yeah, OK. So, Clive and Falcao are down. I reckon the last one is between uh, Falcao, Shevchenko. Uh, sorry, Falcao's in. Shevchenko or Rubinho, maybe even Torres. What do you think? Well, Sanchez. Torres, I still think he contributed. Yeah. Even though Chelsea fans would be disappointed that he didn't. He wasn't a drug bar. Yeah. Um, I think Sanchez has got to be in there for just being... A, he's that bad. They had to loan him out to winter. Mm. Shevchenko was playing in a front two. That should have warranted a hell of a lot more goals. Um, Robinho turned with a reputation. Um, again, probably didn't produce. It, for me, maybe between Shevchenko and Robinho. Uh, I think, I think well, like you said, Shevchenko did still, he, he still popped up every now and then. I mean, as did Robinho, but I, I just think it was a lack of effort for Robinho and he was never the same again, was he? And he was still young as well, like Shevchenko. Even though he was he was really good at the the time, even when he moved, his best years were still beyond him. Where Rubinho, he should have been coming into his peak in, in them city years, and he he was finished. I, I think Rubinho. Okay, do you know what um, makes me smile? I think uh, Spurs signed Rebrov, didn't they? Because they thought he was the goal machine. Yeah, <laughs> Dynamo Kiev, and yeah, they were like, ah, oh, shit. Shevchenko got to smash some in for AC Milan. <laughs> yeah, you just never know what you're going to get from from those leagues. It's like you know, signing players, signing strikers, especially from the Dutch league. Like sometimes you get a Van Persie, and then sometimes you get a uh, Alfonso Alves. Yes, right. Yeah, sometimes you get a Dirk Kite. Sometimes you get a Ricky uh, Ricky Van Wolfswinkel. <laughs> or Venegor Hesselink. <laughs> yeah, Venegor Hesselink. You just don't know, do you? No, that's right. Anyway, centre midfielders. Or right. not centre midfielders, midfielders, but so we talk about Di Maria because we spoke about Di Maria. Yeah, I mean, dog big shit. Money, yeah, big money coming from a big club. 
I think he just played in. Did he just play in the World Cup final, or was that at the end of that season? Um, I can't recall it, mate. I just remember him turning up. Everyone was buzzing. They got Di Maria because Giggs he was, was not around, and it's the second coming and stuff. Oops. He he just we don't even have to talk about him that much. He just has to be straight in there, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he does. He was dreadful. He, I don't remember him doing anything good in that whole time. Like, I mean, sometimes you you can think of like the odd little thing here and there. I can't remember a single thing he done. I think there was a chip goal and or something like a little dink goal or something that he scored. I, it, it rings a bell, but you should was that, not... goal worth, was that goal worth sixty odd million? No, no, you can't. You can't class that as as a sixty million goal, Tom. No. Um. So yeah. yeah. He's in straight away, bang, done. Right, okay. Do you want to throw a few names out there? Yeah, and I haven't gone with uh, promise, but if he doesn't get a mention in this podcast, Jemba Jemba. So good they named him twice. <laughs> Come on, BBC, you've got another one from us. He was he was terrible, wasn't he? He was in the long even Cleberson. Is Cleberson or yeah, Cleberson. I mean, the thing is with Jemba Jemba, was he good before? I've got Cleberson's name down just because he come over from winning the World Cup. Uh, even he, yeah. It, that's what I mean. Jemba Jemba <laughs> wasn't good. <laughs> you watched him on match today. I watched him match today. We watched him on Sky. Who at Villa thought that was a great idea? <laughs> Jemba Jemba, weren't he at Man U before, though? No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So he's playing at United, and then Aston Villa have been like, we'll buy, we'll buy him. I think it's just, when you play for Man U, it's like, well, he plays for Man U, he must be okay. It's like, remember with um, Gabriel Obertan, he was shit at Man U, and then Newcastle were like, oh, he's played for Man U, go on, we'll have him. Isn't that BB or something like that? That's yeah, <laughs> no, no one else in England took him, but yeah. No. But he's like, he was still at the United, but he was like 82. <laughs> yeah, I know. They just he's, up and coming. he's up and coming. We can still have him. <laughs> right. Um, do you want to throw out a few more names? Yeah, I, I didn't write much down on this this kid, but Danielson from Arsenal. Pretty sure he came with a lot of promise, Tom, but you'd be able to tell me a little more on that. Yeah, I think Danielson, the thing with him is... He he weren't he weren't coming over as like a massive name full stop. He was coming over as the kid with potential because obviously he come over straight from Brazil, never played in Europe. I think he was lucky at that time where Arsenal had to sort of rely a lot on youth players for the rest of the squad. They had their they had their eleven, and then the rest were pretty much made out of really young players. And if he was playing in an Arsenal team five. Oh. Five or so years later, he he wouldn't have got a look in. He won. It it put in a decent performance every now and then, from what I remember. But he just he wasn't good enough. He weren't good enough to play for Arsenal. He was just fortunate to be there at that certain time. Um, so just because he weren't a sort of massive name beforehand, I don't think he'll get into the overall side. Um, can I throw out a few more names? Who me? I'll throw out a few. Oh yeah, crack on, mate. Um. These ain't my nailed ons. Um, one is Pogba, but I still think he has time. But we can't deny that he has been disappointing. I mean, we've sort of spoken about him before on uh, on another one, haven't we? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, don't, we don't need to say much on the on Pogba. Yeah. He, he, is, he has been disappointing. He's not playing to the calibre he does in the French side. He probably feels a bit more comfortable there. It just looks like it's all forced for me still. Yeah. Um, another player, not nailed on. Um, again, I probably could have even put him in the front line as a winger, but sort of a left midfielder as well. Um, Jesus Navas, he, he come in uh, a few years after winning. Uh, I think he was, I'm pretty sure he played in the World Cup final for Spain or came off the bench at least. Great for Seville. Um, and he just... He, he looked awful for City. He just looked out of his depth, which he shouldn't have been. Um, he was he was a wing, like an out and out left winger, not the sort of one who'd cut inside and drive at players, but the sort who would stay on the touchline and get a cross in. Yet he just looked like he couldn't cross. He didn't know how to cross. It's like they brought players in batches. So it's like if something wasn't working, they brought in someone else. Like I don't know who was there first, like Negredo or Navas, but it's like. <sighs> We have to bring someone else in here to try and make him feel welcome. It was, like I said, batches, batches of player all the time, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you mentioned like I know Negredo came in a bit after, but they had that Nolito as well. It just yeah, yeah, batches it's the players mean, with City. It's like, look, we've got so much money to burn. There's no risk risk us spending thirty million, and they come in. If it works, it works. If it don't, it don't, and then we can loan them out for a season, earn a bit of money that way off of them, then get rid of them. It just don't matter to them. That's why they have so many flops. But, I mean, it, it doesn't matter at the end of the day because there's still so much quality around the rest of the side that they're still going to compete for everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't, didn't really think of Navas, but, yeah, he did come in with a bit of promise, but not the promise, I think, of, that we're going to talk about. Um, go on, if you want to throw a few more out then. Well, again, probably two. Uh, just two before I get on to the, the two that... I think we can start talking about it. it was James Morrison. Um, James Morrison, bloody hell. What am I talking about? Is it Cavell Morrison? Ravel. Ravel, Ravel, that's it. Ravel Morrison. Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, again, just a youth player, a bit like Danielson, really, from Arsenal, but he, he's been around now for, for so long. And they, they were talking about the best prospect out of United for, for some time when he was coming through in the same uh, youth team as Pogba, Lingard. Um, thing is, though, right now, um, like mentioning um, Ravel Morrison, Denilson, I think we're, we're almost crossing over from disappointing signings onto... Um, not filling more... potential. Yeah, that's it, which we shouldn't have mentioned that because now the BBC will probably nick that because that's, uh, that's one for the future. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't a signing such, was he? No, so, yeah, and then last big money for me was Stuart down into Liverpool, uh, just under 33 million. 65 appearances, the lad scored three goals. You a joke, Downing? Do you know what? The thing is with Downing, he, he's one of those players, it just, it always confused me that he was getting selected for England, like, so, so often. Yeah, even when he was at Middlesbrough, I don't remember him being, like, outstanding at Middlesbrough. He was good, don't get me wrong, but it's not like he was that good that yeah, someone's going to spend 30 million on him. And then even when he went to West Ham like, he weren't tearing up any trees there. I think he went back to Barrow for his last years and he's like, I'll retire at my boyhood club or something. And I think yeah. they were they were his best years. 
Yeah. I think he played some really, I think he done really well there. That's uh, well, it was in the last year, so that was because they was in the championship. I know he, he helped him get promoted back to the Premier League. And then next thing you know, he's back in the Premier League and he's he's just a normal player again. Yeah, maybe he found his level. Um, should we talk about Veron now? Yeah, he was one of my nailed ons as well. I mean, it, it, how good was he at uh, Lazio? Um, was he? Uh, he was in. Was he in that legendary Palmer side as well? Yeah, he was. He was yeah, he was. He was there. I was about to say that Palmer. He. Was he... I remember him not starting very well. Then he picked up a little bit. You know, it and people were like, oh, here we go, and they just sort of plateaued off again. You like because it was Chelsea as well, wasn't he? Yeah, I think um, Chelsea didn't really use him in the end. It was one of those ones. I think Chelsea got him on a free, so it was like, let's take the risk. If it works out, it works out. If it don't, it don't. I don't think he played too much at Chelsea, but yeah, he, he never got. Well, to be fair, didn't they? They either loaned him out to Inter or AC. He went back on loan, and he was doing okay again. Well, he um, I don't know if it was the first big money for for Ferguson, was it? So I don't oh, remember yeah. Ferguson spending masses of money, and then he brought Varane. Who was he replacing in centre midfield? Was Scalzi getting on or something? I don't think so. Trying to think. It was about 2001-ish, wasn't it? Who was he trying to replace in midfield? I, I can't think, unless they were just trying to strengthen it. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe there was a bit of an argument, as usual, with Roy Keane. To, to be frank, maybe around that time, Fergie probably was trying to be a bit more continental, wasn't he? And maybe yeah. he was trying to bring in these type of players for him to do better in Europe. So he had a bit of a bigger squad, maybe more games, probably about that time, isn't it, where I think the realisation came in. So it might have been just an extra body who was, could help. But yeah, I mean, for that, like you said, for that time, he cost a lot of money and he, he wasn't worth it one bit. £42 million pounds they spent on him. Yeah, I mean, there, there was a few at that time. Remember, you you had Diego Forlan as well, who, who mm. came in from abroad and just didn't do it. No, exactly right. Again, he was from obscurity into there, wasn't he? Yeah, um, I, I reckon Veron's an Aldon as well. Yeah, Veron. Well, that's the that's two Argentines in the midfield, and both for Manu. Both for Moo. My um, my last shout is Manu again. Um, and this might be a bit harsh, but um, it's Sebastian Schweinsteiger. Oh, mate, that's harsh. It is harsh. That is harsh. That is harsh. I, the thing is, like, it's not as if he was coming in as like a 36, 37-year-old just to see out his career. He was coming in when he was still, I wouldn't say at the top of his game, but he was still good enough that he should have made a difference in that side. And he just looked like his legs were gone. He looked like... He didn't look like he had anything about him, and it's a shame because his last few years, he just—he was nothing like he was at Bayern. He, he's another one who peaked early, but yeah, Schweinsteiger was my shout anyway. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I, I take it on board, but I just think it is, it is pretty harsh. He just—he didn't do much, but he didn't command too much of a fee, if I can remember rightly. I think they got him on a free. Yeah. I think I think we'll be pretty arsed with Schweinsteiger in there. I've gone with Aquilani from Liverpool. They brought yeah. him in for twenty million pounds. I I don't remember I don't remember him, Tom. No, I, I mean it was a Roy Hodgson thing, was it? 
when he brought in like thirty-two thousand players, and none of them were any good. No, nah, he he just bought in Pork and Chesky. <laughs> I bought in Pork and Chesky. And he bought some Mitrovic, was it from Benfica, a Serbian geezer? I can't remember. They had an awful team back then, and that always gives me a bit of hope for Arsenal. Just how bad Liverpool side was back then, but. Yeah, Aquilani's not a bad shout because I remember there was like there was a lot being said about him, how good he is, he's the next big thing, and he was still he was still only about twenty two or so when they signed him, and it, it just it ruined him. They they lunged him out a few times to give him a second chance, and he I think they got him from Fiorentina. It might have been right, maybe, maybe Roma. They might have loaned him out to Fiorentina. It might have been Roma, but yeah, he just couldn't find that form again. Another player who peaked way too early. Um, right, we've got to make a decision now. So we've got Di Maria, we've got Varane. For me, is that Stuart Downing and Aquilani? And I guess yours is going to be... <laughs> I know I said earlier, like, Pogba still has time. We probably shouldn't put him in. I'm leaning back towards Pogba. <laughs> It's still a what if of him, mate. It's still a what if. What if this season everything clicks, Lingard stops doing TikToks or whatever they are, and it all works out for him? Yeah, I suppose we'll give him a chance then. I, I'd say, I'd, I, I think Stuart Downing then, just because of the price tag. 30, it's £33 million. He played 65 times from left wing at Liverpool and scored three goals. Horrible. It's, it's terrible. So, yeah, it is. Right. We wanted to wrap this up in 45 minutes. It's lucky that we've done it backwards because... Well, I think, this is, a, I think this is easier, Tom, now. Yeah, we're on, we're on the defence now and it'll be my player up against yours um, now because yeah. I've only got one for each position. You're the same, isn't you? Um, I've got four for centre-backs just to talk about, but one of them I think is nailed on and I think you'll be... I think yours, one of yours will be nailed on as well, so... Right, okay, so we'll start with right-back then. I, I, I can't lie, I struggled with right and left-back, so I've gone sort of personal. Um, who's your right-back? Mine's Jan Cromkamp for Liverpool. Cromkamp. Um, it's funny, I came across his Wikipedia today. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, he was. He, he, I think they were saying that he was so slow and he couldn't stop crosses coming in. I mean, what, what are you supposed to do as a right-back? <laughs> no. you get a right-back in for? <laughs> but they brought him in there like, oh, God, this will solve a little right-back issue. Yeah, he can't run. Um, yeah, he can't stop crosses. He, he must have been a really nice geezer then. Well, I think he'd, he'd done well. I can't remember where they got him from, mate. But, yeah, I've not much to say on Jan Kromkamp at Liverpool. But he... Was an absolute flop. Yeah. Okay. So I'll tell you mine. Um, again, like I said, it's a bit personal. Is it Arsenal? Is Stefan Lichtsteiner? Yeah, but he's coming like an oldie, isn't he? He has, but the thing is, it's like was he, was he plummeting like, stuff, Tom? Well, thing is, it's like Bellerin. He's sort of lost his way. This was supposed to be the kick up the ass for Bellerin. Lichtsteiner was still good in his last few seasons for Juventus, so it's not like. Oh, he's finished, but we're just bringing him in as backup. It's like he really has a chance of starting games here and doing well. And his first few games, he did look good. He's like, oh, maybe this is what we was missing out—like a, a right back who could actually defend. But 
I, I don't know. He, he just he's, it just seemed like his legs went during the season. I, I always wanted Arsenal to sign um, Lichsteiner sort of late 2000s when, when he was really top and Juventus weren't weren't the best they could be back then. Um, I think that was a missed opportunity. But yeah, he was just past it. I mean, this just shows what we're going with, Lidsteiner or Cromkamp. Both well, of them. if we're going to throw that out there, you might as well go with Darmy and for United, didn't you? Come yeah, I was, I was thinking about him as well. Because um, he he was supposed to be, yeah, he was cemented into the right backstop for 100 years at United. And he's, he, he's gone now already, isn't he? Yeah, uh, I think so, unless they're loaning him out somewhere. Too far um, in instead of these two awful picks that we got. Yeah, yeah, I, I reckon. I know it's come out the blue, but... Uh, <laughs> Literally, I, I, I just thought about him. Yeah, I, I'm happy with Damien to go in now. I don't know if he was signed for big money or anything, or if he came in young, but... Oh, yeah, yeah. For me, if we went for them two, at least we know Damien coming for a bit of dosh and was supposed to be there for a long, long time. This is what I mean about this one. It's like no one's going to be signed big for big money and be a flop so much in in the back line. Yeah, no, it's a late one, but that's a good shout. He's in. Centre-back. Centre-back, I've gone with Winston Bogard. Yeah, again, a bit before my time, but he's he's spoken about a lot just for his off-field stuff where he just he wouldn't leave, would he? Mate, he was at Barca. And obviously the re- the the revolution sort of that I think it was before Abramovich even and he was four years at the club he made four starts for Chelsea Winston Bogart and he was he was all right he was I just think yeah. he had a bit of a falling out yeah that that was it for he he had a falling out but he he just wouldn't leave after that so um it might he was it might, have, it might have even been a change of manager and whoever came in just didn't fancy him. And I was like, right, we'll try and move you on. But he was on big, big money. He knew he wasn't going to get anywhere else. And they'd done all they could to try and get him out. Like, they made him train with a youth team. And he was like, no, fair enough. I'll go and train with them. And apparently, I can't remember where I heard this. It was probably, in, I think it was another podcast. But apparently, he still trained like he was going to play in the games. Apparently, he was still really good in training. Really? But, yeah, he just, he wouldn't leave. So, yeah, yeah he, I bet the Chelsea. reason was it was a bit in contrast. Like, if you start wanking it off and stuff and being shit, we're like, well, look, we're going to terminate your contract, mate. You're not doing doing what you should be doing. Yeah, I bet you had to play that level, like training, training that level for, for a while. So, yeah, Winston Bogard in there. I also had um, Mananga, is it? Man- Mangala, Mangala. <laughs> he's one of mine, so he's got to go straight in because he was signed for big, big money. I think he was an international as well, wasn't he? He wasn't bad before, but he's he's almost definitely <laughs> the worst the worst player that City have had since they've had money because he was awful. Yeah, yeah, he's thirty two million pounds they spent on him. What a waste! And again, it's like the Navas thing, isn't it? It's like just buying like, and when he wanted that sounded good or looked good at the times, like yeah, we'll have him just picking people off for fun, and fuck, that didn't work did it at that time. Yeah, Mangala's straight in. So let's think about the second centre back. Have you got any more names to throw in before I tell you mine? Well, I've got I've got two. Just one thinking about it now was was Lovren. Big things at Saints look really really good. Look composed. Saints had a steal there. He's gone to Liverpool and he's he's pony. But again, biggest flop. Yeah, maybe, but he's, he still seems to get game time at Liverpool, doesn't he? Yeah, every now and then. I mean. Uh, he seems to be happy to be sort of a backup player now, and 
I don't know. Even even when he comes, when he plays the odd game, he still looks poor now, doesn't he? Yes, right. Um, and the last one was Roque Junior. Um, come from AC Milan or come from Inter? It must be AC Milan. Big big name. Yeah. Went to Leeds, and I think that was the relegation season. Actually, mate, he might have gone down with them. Yeah, it was. I mean, he was. Um... He, he was only a lone player, so he only played something like six games. But, I mean, he was a World Cup winner. He won the World Cup only a couple of years before, and he was okay in that side. But You've named a World Cup winner about 32 times, or World Cup, a lot of times in this podcast. And it, it's it, great. But I was just going to say that that's what it's showing, isn't it? Like these guys have done it on international stages. They've had the ability, they've got ability. They flopped. They've absolutely flopped. Well, I'll give you my last centre-back, uh, another World Cup winner. He's not so much a winner, but he was in a World Cup winning squad. I think he might have played a group game or something. Again, a bit of a personal one. It's um, Mustafi, because he was signed for £35 million, um, And he was one of the first players, um, him alongside uh, Gabriel uh, Paulista, who was signed more based on their stats than a scout going to watch them over and over again at games. And oh, wow. At the start, yeah. Mustafi was really good. He went some. He went 20-odd game. His first 20-odd games for Arsenal um, didn't didn't lose a game. And then when the losses started coming, he, he just fell apart. And you, you feel almost sorry for him sometimes because he tries so, so hard. And he was isolated out of the team. And then Koscielny left. So Arsenal had no choice but to start putting him back in the team again. And he'd done okay. I mean... He's hard. He's a hard player to just because, like I said, he does try so hard and he puts it all in. But I mean, a World Cup winner with experience playing in a few European countries, young, still got potential. When you sign someone for that much, you you expect more. Okay. So I think, um, I think between it, it's got to be him and Bogard, isn't it? I mean, we can rule out the other two, Rocco Junior and, and Lovren. Yeah, I, I think. Obviously, you know more about Bogard than me, but like you said, he was coming in from Barcelona. He was on big, big money. He was there for a long time, and he he played four games. So, Winston Bogard. Yeah, I'm happy to have him in. Winning titles at Ajax and Barca, going to Chelsea, you expect a lot more from the from the man. And yeah, it, big... it was a great Chelsea team back then, either. No, well, yeah. So yeah, Bogard's in uh, left back, Tom. I don't even remember the kid's name. I've just got Del. I think it's like Del Horner or Del Horner or something from Chelsea. Yeah, good shout, Asia Del Horno. Um, I think they got him from Atletico, maybe. Bill Bauer from Bill Bauer. Was it Bill Bauer? Yeah, maybe he went Atletico after, but yeah, yeah. He, he was. But I mean, he he was poor, but he won, he won the league title there, didn't he? Well, he's more he league titles than Steven Gerrard. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Same as Shuk- oh, just... Shuk- he, I think he signed for. He was there for a season. He left back with Chelsea, and I think he crunched a young Messi, and then he's ended up, yeah, just just falling off the edge of a cliff again, aren't they? Yeah, just, um, I, I think that's a good shout from you. To be fair, my one again is an Arsenal one. Um, it's Andre Santos. Do you remember him? Yeah, yeah, I do. So he was the first sort of left back coming in, and it's like, all oh, right, here we go. So we finally got this sort of modern attacking, uh, attacking left back, wing back, and it just weren't worth it in the end because 
all right, he, he was okay at going forward, but he couldn't defend at all. It's like, it, it just it didn't make Pointless. sense, especially, especially playing in a back four. Maybe maybe it would have worked in a back five, but you didn't really see like the three centre-backs and two wing-backs as, as much in England back then. So he just couldn't defend it at all. And I think what done it for... What done it for him in the end was, I can't remember if it was against Man U or against Chelsea, but there's a game and by the time half-time's come around, Arsenal were getting absolutely pumped. And he's gone up to a, a Man U or Chelsea player again, I can't remember what team it was, um, on the way back to the tunnel at half-time. And he's asking to swap shirts on the pitch as they're in the way, on the way back to the tunnel. Wow. So, yeah, that, that was him finished. He... he Got loaned out a few times. He he was just he was terrible. So Del Horno or Santos? Yeah, uh, they're both as bad as each other, Tom. They're both terrible. Um... I I think I think Santos maybe just because he played Champions League before. I think he played um, it was like Galatasaray, Fenerbahce, or Besiktas. It was a Turkish team anyway. Yeah, um, let's go with him. Yeah, so Alex Santos. Santos. Right, okay, goalkeepers. This is quite interesting. I'd like to hear who you've got. I've got two names. Uh yeah, I've got three um three names. Um Toyibi. It's just around this United era, right? I mean, you know it, we speak about it before. They were struggling to replace people. I've got Mark Bosnich. Bozo. I've got Toyibi. All right. Because they both had a go. Bosnich sort of failed twice for me. Like he's gone in a big name United, done rubbish, gone to Chelsea. He's been doing Ching before training. It's like he's failed twice. He's flopped twice in, in quick succession. Toibi, well, everyone knows about Toibi. Um, but then I had Richie Wright as well because we went to um, Arsenal with massive promise from Ipswich. Massive promise was going to be England's number one keeper, Arsenal's number one keeper. I think he's had a howler, isn't he? He's had a couple of howlers. Yeah, so the one that finished him off was a game against Charlton. Um, he only lasted one season at Arsenal, by the way. Um, but yeah, it was a game against Charlton. Charlton won 4-2, and I think two or three of the goals were, were Wright's fault. And I think at that point, it was sort of like, do you know what? Like We've, we've bought in Wright for this money. But we've got uh, another keeper who's sort of the same age, a bit younger and probably just as good. And that was Stuart Taylor at the time. Obviously, he didn't go on to do anything no. special. But I think they just sort of cut their losses with right straight away. Um, Stuart Taylor played a, a fair few games uh, the season yeah. after before he was sort of uh, phased out a bit. But yeah, I mean, again, if you're talking about right, we're sort of going over to didn't reach potential again maybe yeah. but um, were they your three? That's it for me yeah if I was going to go with anyone I'd go with Bosnich because I think he flopped at United and again he flopped at Chelsea Okay I'll tell you mine um, so one of them he'd played in the World Cup final um, he was he was a good keeper in the Champions League he'd done it uh, in, he'd done it for Ajax where he was from um, he'd played for Roma as well in the Champions League he was decent everywhere. And um, it's Martin Stecklenburg. <laughs> right, yeah, played the Saints as well. Fulham. Yeah, I mean he, he came over to Fulham, um, and we're thinking, Oh, here we go again. This might be the sort of Van der Sar like he's 
He's been there, done that. He's played in the World Cup final. Now he's going to Fulham. And Fulham were okay at the time. You'd think it might be a good move for him. Similar age to what Van der Sar was coming over to Fulham. But halfway through the season, he's just making mistake after mistake. And he gets placed, replaced by David Stockdale, who looked twice the keeper of him. Yeah, Stegman, so, I remember coming over again with a, with a big rep. He was playing recently for Everton with Coleman, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, I think he's still there. I think he sort of just accepted that, OK, I'm going to be a number two now because he's, he's nearly 40. But yeah, when he was coming, when he first came over, he, he was only about a year or two after he played in the World Cup final. And he, he had a good World Cup um, back then. I think he was still, he might not have been Netherlands number one by that point. But I mean, he got a lot of cap, a lot of cap. So I think he's a good shout for that Fulham season. They must have been disappointed. They thought they was getting a really big name keeper in. Um, Who's next on your list? My last one. It's funny you mentioned um, you mentioned Manu. I thought Bartes was disappointing for the rep that he was coming in with. Yeah, I, I quite liked him. I, I did quite like him over there. He, you know, Probably, he was a, he was a bit different, wasn't he? But I, I just think World Cup winner, Champions League winner, it, it, another one who'd been there and done that. He, he looked good. Um, I think they. Did they get him in from Marseille or it might have been someone else by that moment? No, it's Monaco, wasn't Monaco, it? He was good at yeah, Monaco. Yeah, I just, I don't, again, if he played for any other team that weren't Man U, he, he wouldn't have won anything. I don't think he was outstanding, but Stecklenburg, Bartes are my shouts. Okay. I call it the Stecklenburg one because I remember him, yeah, he was like Dutch number one, I think. And he's come over, like I said, with that reputation. He probably thought, oh, if I do it here, I'll be able to get that big move again. Yeah, well, he did in the end. He got his loan move to Southampton for off a season, didn't he? Well, it's huge for him. Huge. Yeah. And he's, he's never looked back. So, yeah, let's go with him, Tom. Stecklenburg, cool. So, yeah. that's our team. Um, cool. Do you want a recap? Yeah, so, um, in goal, like we just said, we've got Martin Stecklenburg. Um, our back four is Andre Santos. Winston Bogard, Elkin Mangala, Matteo Damian. Our midfielders are Juan Sebastian Veron, <laughs> Angel Di Maria, Stuart Downing. And our front three are Rubinho, Radamel Falcao, and Patrick Clivert. Do we go Falcao? Yeah, Falcao was the first one that we said, yeah, he's in there. I like that. I like that team. It's um, it's amused me a little bit that Di Maria, Veron, and then Stuart Downing. <laughs> what a combo! <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Combo. It's it's, uh, it's amusing. So there we are then. That's our uh, biggest flops or uh, transfers that haven't paid off eleven. Um, thank you for watching. Definitely well watching, what, listening. <laughs> I'm watching a pigeon as we speak. There we are. Uh, yeah, BBC. If you're listening, fuck off. Yeah, do one. Or give us a cut. One of the two. <laughs> or ITV, come in, would you? Now, yeah, we'll do a deal. Thanks for listening. Um, until Saturday comes, we'll uh, we'll listen to us. Listen to us all week. All right. Keep listening. <laughs> Keep listening all worst, week. That's the worst outro ever. It's, I've lost concentration, Tom, because I'm looking at the forward line still, and I'm thinking we, I'm thinking I've missed Bizarro off. Oh, dear. here you go. We're done. We're done. Oh wow.